0: Welcome back to the Craft Parenting Podcast, a podcast about two Cincinnati craft beer lovers with a parenting problem. My name is Joe Ludwig, and with me is Mrs. Claus. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> uh, and I was my lovely wife and co-host, Caroline.
1: I mean, I'm basically Mrs. Claus, though. <laughs> I have to do all the Christmas stuff. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah.
0: Um so we are the craft parenting podcast the podcast about two Cincinnati craft dealers with a parenting problem um our time is limited so um
1: right now that parenting problem is napping and the reason why I am so exhausted right now <laughs> yeah
0: stuff and things happened overnight that uh mm-hmm. made us lose sleep
1: and we don't need to get into details. <clears throat> no,
0: we do not. <laughs> but um, we are going to be continuing our journey, our beer vent journey, um, specifically the Higher Gravity Beer Vent uh, calendar journey. Um, and we are going to be talking about day 18. If you don't want to know what beer vent is, if you want to know what Higher Gravity is, go back okay. through the the RSS feed, through the... Uh, YouTube channel. The YouTube channel. And um, we have 19 other episodes dedicated to this. We've been posting every day. Um, yep. So we have plenty of content. Um, it's best if you stumbled upon this. It's best if you go back to that first episode, which is published on December 1st. Mm-hmm. Without further ado, what is Beer 18 of the Higher Gravity Beer Vent calendar? Yes.
1: It is <clears throat> Vedette Extra White, a Belgian style wit that is 4.7% ABV, and it is brewed and canned by Duval Morgat in I'm Cooperstown, excited. New York. So, which is confusing because it's a Belgian company, but it's brewed in New York. So, I think they just have a like place that brews beer.
0: Well, doesn't Guinness brew in? Like Boston or something?
1: Possibly. So we did talk about these guys last year because we had the Duval 6.66 beer oh, last it was year. that's good. Yeah. yeah. So this is those same guys. I'm
0: Excited for this. So uh, let's talk about the beer. Uh, you have some notes about it and about the brewery while I uh, pour this. So it's
1: the winner of the Belgium category, Wheat Beers on the World Beer Awards in 2021. So that's exciting. Do not adjust your screen. Vidette Extra White is meant to be cloudy. And while this highly refreshing Belgian white ale may be hard to see through, she is a beer you can enjoy with all your other senses. Revel in her refreshing citrus aromas with touches of coriander. Feel the fullness of her smooth, grainy texture and savor the subtle sweetness of her slightly perfumed honey-like finish. All that remains is to listen to the sound of contentment as you open the next bottle or can, because this is a can, but we only have one. So is this cannibalism? That was some very, like, people descriptive mm. description.
0: Well, it's a bear, so if a bear eats a human, is that cannibalism?
1: The mascot is a polar bear. The taste should be fresh, subtle, citrus-like, and spicy aromas um and the malts are pale bar- pale barley malt and wheat malt and the hops and spices are coriander and orange peel saz, saz, Styrian Golding and Hallertau Magnum you should serve it at 3 degrees celsius i don't know what that is in american freedom units but um it's definitely cloudy it's got a white fluffy well white head that's not super fluffy uh
0: yeah it's uh, golden it's um like you said, cloudy. The um, head is basically gone at this point. There's like a little bit left.
1: That is a yummy wheat beer.
0: Wit beer.
1: Wit. Sorry, my bad.
0: Mm. Oh yeah. Um, this reminds me of. Oh yeah, there's a lot going on in this. Mm-hmm. It's like a more complex version of like cold snap, which I drink a lot of cold snap. Yeah, for the for just for the bottles. <laughs> uh, someone told me that Sam Adams had the best bottles for homebrew. I don't know if that's true. but They
1: haven't let us down yet. We yeah. also haven't homebrewed in two years, but
0: yeah. But um, I drink a lot of cold snap to get a lot of. <laughs> Sam Adams bottles. Yep. You, you do the work when you have any homebrew. If you do it right, you do the work. You don't buy empty bottles.
1: I mean, you could buy empty bottles. But then why are you transporting all of that air? <laughs> Just have it filled with beer. And yeah, then you can drink exactly. the beer while you're brewing your beer. Yeah. And by the time you drink all of that beer, you'll be ready to bottle your beer.
0: Yeah. So this is a complex beer. Um now, there's a lot of uh, the spices that you mentioned, mm-hmm. coriander, like a little bit of, I don't know if it's citrusy, but it's a little.
1: Yeah, it's a little, it's a little juicy, but not like New England IPA juicy. It's just got some
0: sweet. can kind of get it on the back end. There those spices, mm-hmm. maybe a little peppery, not as much as the one we had earlier.
1: Yeah. It's but. still good.
0: It's uh, clean. Go. It's refreshing. Um, yeah, I like it.
1: I do too. I want, I want more.
0: I don't know what makes it extra white.
1: I don't either. <laughs> they didn't really say. Yeah. Um, but if I go to, oh my goodness, that lack of sleep is catching up with me. If I go to their "Who We Are" website
0: yeah let's uh, discuss who they are,
1: yeah, so they've been around for a hundred and fifty years um so over four generations have been brewing at duval mortgat um I feel I don't remember how much we talked about the brewery itself last year, um, so we can just talk about this a little bit about the brewery and then more about the specific beer. so they were started in eighteen seventy one and at the time they were just one of four thousand breweries active in Belgium at the turn of the century, so that would be at the 19, at 1900. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tried to do some high fermentation beers, and they didn't have a lot of success with that, but they had a very loyal base, and they were able to make some beers well. And then it was actually semi-cool. Um, in Somewhere between 1918 and 1923, so during the First World War, they actually went over, that'll be right after the First World War. Timelines.
0: 1919, I think.
1: Yeah. It so ended. they went to Scotland where he encountered a lot of resistance from local brewers because he was trying to get some of their yeast because he was not happy with the yeast that he was using. Um, and eventually he was able to get his hands on a sample. And that yeast is from the same source. They, that they, they still use that yeast today so they may be belgian but they're using scottish yeast and then they actually changed their name in 1923 or no they they launched duvel in 1923 okay. um, it was originally called victory ale and then they 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 described the beer as an echt duvel a real devil Mm. um which was slightly controversial at the time because everybody was very catholic and it's like why are you calling something the devil as it should be but they as it
0: should be what oh, you shouldn't call people the devil
1: yeah like yeah. especially like that time that was like a very ah thing to do um but they changed their name in 1999 from mort Gatt brewery to Duvel Mortgat. So they, cha- they actually changed their name in 1999 because the beer was so successful. And that's the beer that we had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the Bell's Pills. In 1945 is when they created this beer. Um, originally, it was one of the many export beers, but in 1965, it was given the name Vedette. And it was initially founded mainly in a number of local pubs around the brewery. And in 2003, they gave it its own sales team and site, which is why I had to like super search to find what brewery this is actually tied to. Uh, Because it was just, here is the beer on the website. And that was it.
0: So is it owned by Duval then? Mm Mm-hmm. Or did it's, they spin
1: uh, so, it off? I'd say it's probably similar to like garage beer, where garage beer came from Braxton. But now it is its own thing that is super tied to
0: Braxton. <clears throat> I was actually gonna, you know, kind of compare. It. That's what it sounds like. You're right.
1: Yeah. So and they've had lots of generations be involved. <clears throat> um, I'm assuming that they brew it in the states because it's a lot easier that way if possible. I didn't read through all of this because there's a lot.
0: There's a lot of history. Um, Yeah, because
1: I mean they've been around for over 200 years.
0: Yeah. Anything with, you know, anything European. uh, Germany, Belgium, um, the wineries in France. They all have Uh, probably a couple centuries worth of history if you go to the right place. There's not many new uh, places. I'm sure there are new places that open, but um, most people, you know, they stick to what they know. And what they know is, you know, (laughs) at this point, 100-plus years old.
1: Yeah. So in 2000... nature of it. Yeah. In 2003 is when they opened up the American Brewery in... They increased their stake in Bellamine, um, in Cooperstown Hmm. and then they started doing more stuff in the States. So, I mean, that makes it a lot easier for import stuff because you don't necessarily have to call it import.
0: Well, I mean, alcohol is something that is heavily regulated. Mm Mm-hmm. In the states, and um, like you said, it's probably a convenience thing. Um, probably a profit thing too. Yeah, it's probably more f- profitable to, you know, to brew it in the state versus getting taxed on it, importing it.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I misspoke. They've been around for over a hundred fifty years. Somehow, I thought that we had made it fifty years farther than we had. 1870 to 2023 was somehow 200 years. My brain is not mathing right now. Yeah. That is my defense.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what else do you want to say about this beer?
1: It's very tasty. It's kind of I'm going to finish it very fast.
0: Yeah, it's middle of the road. It's not very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of light, this but be- it, it's super flavorful.
1: Yeah, it'd be great in the summer. I mean, it's great now, too. Because we have um, central heating. I'm a little cold, which is why I'm wearing this cape. Also, the cape came in the mail today. And I was like, I should wear this.
0: You have a whole dress dedicated to Santa.
1: I do now. Yeah. Um, but no, I walked past Joe while I was wearing this to come downstairs. And then Joe came around the corner downstairs and he's like, what are you wearing? And then just bursts out and giggles. <laughs> and I'm like, I walked by you. You saw this.
0: I was a little busy uh-huh. doing stuff. I'm always doing things and stuff.
1: Hey, but are you making bread from scratch? No, with a bread machine that you <laughs> stole from your father-in-law's garage. <laughs> He's very
0: vocal about that.
1: He is he is very so we've made so i I, I commandeered a bread machine mm-hmm. less than a week ago. I've been threatening to take it for a while. But now he's super not mobile, so he can't he really can't do anything about it now anyway. And he's had the thing for like six months and hasn't touched it.
0: He's mobile. Yeah. He should be mobile. He had hip surgery. So for the second time. Yeah, so he in like six weeks.
1: It's ridiculous. He's got a long road of recovery ahead of him. But this bread machine's been sitting in his garage. And he keeps talking about, we, when he took it, I'm like, it's better off in my house than your house. Because you're not going to make bread with us. And he's like, I totally am. I got all these recipes. I'm going to make bread with it.
0: What recipes does he have?
1: I don't know. We have to find them.
0: He won't give them to you?
1: He doesn't know where he put them. <laughs> he's pretty sure they're in the garage. But he can't super get into the garage without help. So I tried to find them. I didn't super dig through stuff, though, because I didn't want to die. Unlike like a pile of stuff falling on top of me. Oh, my God. A little bit of an over-dramatization, over-drama- but not entirely in some parts of that garage now. She's
0: not, you're not super wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I commandeered the bread machine on Wednesday. Yeah. Along with, or was that? Yeah. On Wednesday, I commandeered the bread machine and I started Googling recipes Because there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't anything that came with the bread machine other than the original box that it came in. And so I, on Friday, I was like, hey, if you give me your father's recipes, I will give you a loaf of bread. And he's like, well, yeah, you can have that bread machine that's in the garage. I'm not doing anything with it. And I'm like, yeah, I took that thing on Wednesday. Like, I already have it. I just need the recipes because I can do generic recipes from the internet or I can do your father's recipe. Wait, wait,
0: He said that you could have it and he's still complaining.
1: Yeah, he's still complaining that I took it before I asked him for permission. I ain't going to ask for his permission. <laughs> it's just sitting. It's collecting dust in your garage. Um, so he does not exactly know where the recipes are. He is very frustrated that we have not given him any bread yet. I have made two loaves of bread with this thing though. So I had... Within 48 hours of acquiring the bread machine, I acquired the ingredients that I was missing to actually make bread at home. And then less than 24 hours after that, I was baking a loaf of bread. Yes. And now I've made two loaves of bread. (laughs) I made a regular loaf of bread just to kind of see if the thing worked. And if I semi knew what I was doing and then a cinnamon loaf of bread that we could have thrown, thrown raisins in if we wanted to. Um, and it's very tasty. I don't
0: quite like the reasons, but...
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm better off with it just being cinnamon bread. So, and my, my mom said my grandpa used to make himself two loaves of bread every week. So as long as I make less than... As long as I make eight or less loaves of bread during the week, it's fine. Because that was two loaves of bread for one person. We have four people in our house. <laughs> So I can make four times the bread and it's fine, but it's super cool. You just throw the ingredients in it. You're supposed to do it in a specific order, but like, I mean, I've been doing that, but I haven't been like super concerned about it, that the yeast is not touching any liquids and it's turned out fine. Yeah. And so I'm going to make a garlic bread next probably. Okay. And then
0: it doesn't take super long. It takes what? Three hours. Yeah, so the Which if just you, the
1: standard loaf of bread was about two hours, and the sweet loaf of bread was three and a half hours.
0: Huh. So if you just make it without the machine, it could take like a week, right?
1: Oh no, I mean it would still be about the same time. Oh really? Meh, but it'd be a lot more manual. Like I'd be having to pull out like my mixer and use my mixer for it. And then put it in a, and During then let COVID, it rest and then put it in a rinse pan. Uh,
0: friendship bread.
1: Yes, sourdough. So I, I really want to get my hands on some sourdough starter again. And then, then I'd be crazy bread lady. But you don't like sourdough. But sourdough's like my
0: jam. So why did that take so long? That took like a month.
1: Cause you're letting that ferment. So, or like you're letting it do all the work. So with sourdough starter, it's active yeast. That you have to keep alive. So you're giving it flour and you're giving it sugar. And then you're taking some of it away to make something with it. And then giving it more flour and more sugar so it expands. And then you can bake stuff with that. So it's like every...
0: So can you make sourdough in the bread maker?
1: Yeah. But you need the yeast. Like you need the starter to do that.
0: It's a different yeast?
1: Yeah. So all those bags of frozen stuff that I had in the freezer... That you kerpipped, that could have been bread. Now, granted, that was like four, three years ago, so it's fine, but also partially it's fine. So i got to see where I can get my hands on some sourdough, and then I can make some fancy sourdough breads.
0: Okay, what else do you want to say about this beer? Let's wrap this up.
1: It's very tasty. <laughs> it would go really good with some cinnamon bread.
0: Cinnamon bread. We could have brought the bread down here. Just I just don't want you eating. Um nom nom nom. We
1: we would have eaten the whole loaf. We had the this is the first loaf that I made. Three quarters of it was gone in like twenty minutes.
0: <laughs> well, I only had a slice.
1: There's a there's a little bit left. You had some this morning.
0: Okay, I had a slice this morning and a slice yesterday, I guess.
1: Yeah. I've had like three slices. And they're thick boy slices, because I need to figure out where my bread knife is that'll make us thinner slices
0: in the sink i think
1: <laughs> so thank you for joining us on craft breadington their craft craft bread parenting
0: beer is uh very related <laughs> to bread
1: it is i mean it's it, it's a totally different kind of yeast yeah. but like the yeast is it smells like
0: bread yeah. like when i had um I was just like around my dad growing up, and he was like, "If he had a beer, and I could smell the beer, mm-hmm. to me it smelled like a stale pretzel."
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Like that's what it—that's what I thought it smelled like. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a lot of beers that have like a doughy taste to them or doughy smell to them. Mm-hmm. So it—it's related. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we are the Craft Parenting Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we are on all the social media platforms. Like, follow, subscribe. Um, I'm at Craft Parenting Joe. I am at Caroline Instagram. Creates Crafts. Okay. And uh, we will be back. Back. Uh, tomorrow for day 19. Yep. So we will see you then. Bye